0: I want to talk about the insightful advantage of comparing yourself to other people. You compare yourself to others. I hope so. It would be a biblical and wonderful and insightful thing for you to do. In fact, I'm I'm so passionate about this that that's how I titled the podcast, the insightful advantage of comparing yourself to people. Comparing yourself to other people can be a huge blessing. When you do it the right way. Of course, that is the key, the correct way. The implication is that you must not choose outward behaviors as the only way for assessing people. Do you do that? I hope not. I know that is the temptation, that, that we can choose or we can assess people by looking at them outwardly or knowing the external things that we can only observe in their lives Well, if you do that, then you will rank people according to those behaviors, whether those behaviors are good or bad. And of course, if you do that, you can feel superior to another person, or if they are doing better in your estimation, you can feel inferior to another person. Now, if you compare that way, behaviorally, externally, then you're really missing the mark. And that is not the insightful advantage of comparing yourself to other people. So I want to talk about that in the podcast. Welcome to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here. If you want to read what I'm sharing with you, I would love you to do that. Go to our website, look for this article, The Insightful Advantage of Comparing Yourself to People, and you can read all about it. I would encourage you that you would share this article with 1000 of your closest friends and so you need to get started now let others know about it and perhaps you can have a conversation with one or two of them if you want to talk to us we have free community forums that you can jump on brought to you by those who support our ministry. Thank you for all those who do underwrite this ministry. Deborah, you are the latest one. Thank you so much for partnering with us in this gospel adventure as we take the practical message of Christ around the world. Thank you for serving us by helping us financially, financially, which allows us to serve thousands of people all over the globe. I want to get at this idea of comparing yourself to other people, this biblical notion of comparing yourself to other people by, by giving you a text that you are familiar with. Take yourself to Luke 18, verse 11 specifically. You can read the whole context if you wish, but I'm sure that you know it. Here is, here is the quote. From the self-righteous Pharisee, he was elevated, and he was looking down on a publican, and this is part of what he said, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Taking a shot across the bow toward this publican as the Pharisee was externally judging this man and comparing this man to himself who had not done as many things uh, behaviorally, sinfully, as the publican. Being blind to your blindness is the worst kind of blindness. In the Luke text, you have two blind men. One blind man knows he's blind, that's the publican, but the other one does not. The Pharisee is blinded by his blindness, He's blinded by his self righteousness. He's blinded by this methodology that says we compare people externally, exclusively. They both have the same problem. They're both broken, totally depraved, lost without God, in need of a Savior, but one of them has enough self awareness to discern it. The publican is not blind to his blindness. The difference between the two men is that one thinks he is something because of who he is and what he has done or what he has not done. The self-aware, publican, justified man does not bring up his deeds to the Lord because he knows mercy does not come through personal reputation or societal standing, This mistaken identity, thinking that who you are is somebody and that's all that matters, is a common misunderstanding about how we relate to the Lord and also how we relate to each other. The temptation is to think about sins from a consequential perspective only. If your perspective about your sins is on the comparative consequential spectrum only, you will categorize your misdeeds solely on that spectrum. You see, externally, behaviorally, sins are consequential. They they cause problems and they create issues and they, they cause struggles and damage and hurt to varying degrees, and if you only look on the consequential perspective only, you will begin to categorize yourself and categorize your others based on this external spectrum. This miscalculation will tempt you to elevate yourself above others, which is what the Pharisee was doing there in Luke 18, verse 11. You see, violent Or let's say sexually perverted sins, either one, they will receive greater condemnation than the more subtle sins, and they should. I don't want you to hear that I'm minimizing violent and sexually perverted sins because they should receive greater condemnation based on, comparatively speaking, the external damage, the damage that they cause to others. We don't rank those on the same level, like, say, with how you use your tongue or how your thoughts take your mind captive. Again, my point here is not to minimize consequentially damaging sins, and so if we're talking on a consequential level only, an external result level only, well, there is no question that violent and sexually perverted sins cause way more physical and harmful Irreparable, and irreparable damage sometimes to people than the sins of the tongue or, or this, in a, this sin of not being able to take your thoughts captive. And so my point is not to minimize the consequentially damaging sins, but there is a comparison trap if the external examination is the only way you think about people. Let me give you an illustration of this. Take the believer, reared in a Christian family, born in the Christian bubble, living in the Christian vacuum all of her life, and she comes to faith early, three, four, five, six years old, and she thinks her lack of passion is because she has a short sin list. She's a second or third generation Christian who enjoyed protection from a heinous lifestyle. This type of person who only examines people, assesses people externally, she looks across the auditorium on Sunday morning, and she sees the passionate former pagan who lived in raw, unashamed sins for decades. Then the Lord regenerated him later in life. This clean, upstanding Christian lady is looking at the passionate pagan, and she is envious she may even think if, if she had sinned more, she would be more passionate for Jesus. If I only had a sin list like his sin list, then I would be passionate like him. She fortifies this false belief system by saying, quoting Luke seven forty-seven: he whom God saved from much is grateful for much. Ironically, here's the twist. The passionate former pagan may think similarly to the clean, upstanding Christian lady. When asked about why he is so intense for Jesus, he reveals a jaw-dropping sin list that would make any self-righteous church member blush. Guess what? Both of them are wrong The humble church lady with a small list of external sins is blinded by her blindness. The passionate former pagan is blind too. Both of them are legalist, in the sense that their primary way of relating to others is from external list. But it gets worse. The church exacerbates this problem when they bring the passionate former pagan up front on Sunday morning to share his testimony about how God rescued him from so much. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. We need to bring, we need to bring everybody up front and let them share how God has regenerated them. But sometimes we we tend to only bring the one with the most heinous sin list, and everybody rejoices over what God did. But those who have not sinned as much externally, they feel spiritually disabled. The lifelong Christian doesn't have a sensational story they assume that, that they will never know the former pagan's passion. If you think that way, or if you're tempted to think that way, then the only sentence that I really want you to hear is this one here. Every saved person has a sensational story because every saved person was equally depraved, equally lost, equally hopeless, equally broken, equally miserable, and equally blind. The state of being, our ontology of every person is the same before and after meeting Jesus. Think about it, every human being is the same from an ontological uh, perspective, before they meet Jesus, and they are the same after they meet Jesus. You may have acted out your depravity in less cruel behavioral ways than the passionate pagan, the former pagan, but you were no less heinous before God. People may rank you more favorably in society because your sins are more acceptable. But God's categories are only two. Here they are, lost and found. There are no gradations of lostness. There are no gradations of foundness. For by grace, people are saved. Paul was clear in Ephesians 2 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works, not a result of behavioral righteousness and and this issue of of external sins, whatever that may be, it doesn't give you a greater or lesser standing. And he says he finishes this text so that no one may boast. The title of this podcast is The Insightful Advantage of Comparing Yourself to Others. I said comparing yourself to other people can be a huge blessing when you do it the right way. And that is the key, the correct way. Meaning you must not choose outward behaviors as the only way for assessing people. If you do that... You will rank people according to those behaviors, whether they are good or bad, and that is a problem. I'll finish this podcast by giving you a call to action. I have three things that I want you to think about. Number one, do you rank people based on the consequential sin spectrum or the lost or found spectrum? It would be great if you could have this discussion with another person and what you may find is that you don't do this, let's say that you rank on the consequential sin spectrum, but you don't do this with every person, but with certain people, you do do this. No, The, the way that we compare ourselves to others is on the lost or found spectrum. And if you do that, you realize that you are, everybody is just as lost, equally lost, and everybody is equally found, which leads into point number two. What subtle ways do you look down on others? You see, if you look down on others, like the Pharisee in the temple, then you have a consequential sin spectrum. That That's the way that you primarily think about this other person, and thus you think that you are better than this person. If you're not sure of the subtle ways in which you look down on others, assuming that you do. I'm not saying that you do, but if you do, or maybe there is a particular kind of person that you look down on. Maybe it's the color of their skin. Maybe it's their body weight. Maybe it's their looks. Maybe it's their lifestyle, whatever it may be. But what subtle, what kind of person are you tempted to look down on the way that you ferret out? The answer to my question is like this. You'll find the answer in those with whom you criticize, those whom you think negatively about, or those from, that you distance yourself from. And so if you're unsure of, of the people group or the kind of person that you subtly look down on, think about who you criticize. Maybe you don't criticize them outwardly, vocally, but maybe you criticize them in your heart you think negatively about them or you dis- you distance yourself from them if you do it, it is highly possible that you, you rank people according to a consequential sin spectrum rather than the lost and found spectrum number 3 do you feel inferior to certain people perhaps your pastor perhaps the rich the wealthy person perhaps the more gifted person you feel inferior to them the successful person intimidates you because you can't have don't have what they have or who they are i know counselors can fall uh into this trap i did that when, early on when counseling uh when i started counseling my counseling career i i had this intimidation effect with certain people that i counseled but you know what after you counsel a few thousand people you'll realize we're all the same Nobody has a special place in heaven because they are special people based on their own merit, standing, or or however we want to grade people consequentially externally. And so one of the maybe blessings of counseling so many broken people is that they come from every quarter of the world. They come from all levels of society. They are smart, not so smart, rich, not so rich and every skin color, and every other kind of way that you can grade a person. And so after a while, you're not intimidated, and it doesn't matter who they are. And I have counseled some people that are radically different than I am. They are better looking. They have more gifting. They have a higher intellect. They have more money. But we're the same because I don't assess them externally. Unbiblical-thinking people rank others according to an arbitrary external status system, but God does not. You may not have the talents or the opportunities of some people, but that does not kick you to the curb from God's perspective. If you rank yourself by any other system than God's lost or found system— You must change your theology. If you allow others to rank you based on another system, those who look down on you, for example, guard your heart against believing their assessment. Some of you live in marriages where you are being ranked negatively and you're starting to believe the lie of your spouse. The only opinion that should control you is God's opinion of you. And if you're his child, there is no higher ranking than that. Not based on the works that you have done or not based on the criticisms that people are leveling towards you. The blessing of comparing yourself with others is when you're standing at the foot of the cross Realizing that the ground is profoundly level, the only sadness in your life is for those who have not come to that epic place where Jesus died. The title of the podcast is The Insightful Advantage of comparing yourself to other people. If you want to talk about this, it would, be, it would be great to do that with you. Perhaps you have something else on your mind. Come to our free community forums. If you are a supporting member, please jump on our private forums. They are for you. Thank you for your support. But either way, I want you to come. Let's talk. It would be a joy to serve you.